Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success with you today. Missouri Training Institute. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, this is awesome, you guys. I want to just give a huge shout out to Rob and Michael behind the scenes here. Round of applause. Yes, absolutely. Helping us out with um, full production of this now. Uh, It's exciting. We were we were manning everything for a while ourselves, and uh, she says we. She means (laughs) she was going to do most of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got the professionals now, so. Uh, this is awesome. We're excited to be here and we're excited to bring this brand new series approach to our listeners. This is the first time we've, we're trying this too. Yeah. And it was an interesting thing. You guys were probably wondering when you saw my, my sheet to you, it was like, Oh, it's, everything building. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm in the mood to want to build my own house. Well, it is spring. Yeah, yeah. it is. is. But this idea of leadership lane, we are going to be talking for five weeks now Mm -hmm. on five different concepts, really building your leadership skills. And so we're starting at the basis today. We're talking about the blueprint Mm -hmm. of leadership. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you all this. You all have been leaders for a long time now. A lot of experience in that Are realm. you calling me old? I am Brianna. not. I am not. <laughs> you're old. We have been in some type of leadership capacity yeah. in five decades. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's changed. It's interesting yeah. how it's kind of changed yeah. over the years as well. Managed in the 80s, yeah. 90s, 2000, 2010s, and now we're in the 2020s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't say it. Yeah. For the record, I didn't say that. But as Half a century, <laughs> think about that. I'm sure there's a lot. Your your road or your lane, as we're going to say, to leadership, to where you are today. I'm sure that there were some things that kind of stick out to you prominently as far as experiences or big takeaways becoming leaders. What are some of those things? Oh, gosh. You know, I... I, um, we're going to have the opposite experience. Probably. Exactly. But come to the same place. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember when the biggest lesson was when I had just gotten my, one of my biggest promotions and was working now directly with a senior VP. Um, and we had scheduled a meeting. And I, I'm pretty off the cuff, you know, I'm pretty good in the moment. And so I walked into this meeting and thinking I was just going to wing it, Mm. you know, and just kind of make my way through it. And he starts asking me questions and questions that I really couldn't answer. And, um, he just closed his portfolio and he said, we'll reschedule this meeting when you're ready and walked out. And that was like, you're not winging it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that really taught me be prepared, be over-prepared, anticipate their questions. Um, yeah. 
Well, you know, I have so many kind of different things that kind of popped into my head. You know, I think about even as a little kid uh, doing things like 4-H, you know, I was a big 4-H'er for 18 years of my life. And um, we did learn a lot through those experiences uh, in terms of what it means to, to kind of be a leader, whether you become a camp counselor or, you know, you're leading your local 4-H club or whatever, um, you know, and then, you know, it just seems like, you know, when I started working at the restaurant and then started managing the restaurants and kind of get thrown in all of a sudden into that kind of leadership um, uh, role. Um, I learned a lot from Ray when Ray was my boss at the bank um, and watching her and um, how she kind of handled uh, not only just the, the the staff there, but also the customers and trying to kind of manage them a bit as well. So, um, you know, it's just so many things that I can probably think of here that's kind of led me to where I'm at today. You know, when I think about it and I'm still, I, I'm still pretty, I, I've only gotten about maybe 10 miles out on this lane so far, maybe, maybe 20 or I don't know. I think you're a little further along what you think. So, maybe uh, she's so. picking up speeds on that on ramp, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Getting in the highway. Well, for me, I, when I, when I think about that, a lot of my growth though, and, and a lot of my friends and family have even told me ha, has come from working with Missouri Training Institute. Uh, and I say that because I've learned a lot of the, what we should be doing. And then I've also, you all have allowed me the opportunity to branch out into um, networking places where I've met other people, maybe in leadership positions that have demonstrated to me what not to do. <laughs> um, just in some of the approaches or some of the, the conversations and the way it kind of leaves you feeling. And so for me, there was this huge element of self-awareness that has happened over the course of the last almost five years now during my time here. And it was that big recognition that your emotions and how you come across to people is probably one of the most important things, how you regulate that uh, as a leader. And so we'll talk about emotional intelligence a little bit today, but that's the idea, that blueprint, your makeup, who you are at your core is where you have to start first as a leader. Yeah. Well, and I think about your experience with uh, the Missouri Training Institute and coming from um, the police department and then having to learn all new stuff uh, in that short period of time that you've been here. So I, like like that, I think leadership is also one of those things that you kind of have to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to experiment. You have to learn from your mistakes. As you mentioned, you have to become maybe a little bit more intentional about who you are and right. and and uh, how you handle certain situations and and maybe learning from those things you know leader it's an art um and i think that's why that evolution is constant um because there's no like do this and then that will you know magically turn Mm -hmm. to gold um it's it's a lot of of adjusting in the moment being comfortable in an uncomfortable Mm -hmm. uh situation um and and you know, relishing it. I mean, you know, leveraging it and, um, things like that. You know, I, I think when I think about that and I think about, you know, my training that we, we get back what we put out, Mm. you know, meaning, you know, that energy attracts like energy. And so we're responsible for what we project and that comes back to us. So when things aren't coming back to you that you're like, whoa, that I don't like that. That's the first place to go is because the world is a mirror for Mm -hmm. us. And, um, 
that that that's hard sometimes. It is hard yeah. kind of come to that realization, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd like to blame it in my early days, like to blame it on everything else, right? Oh. Or everybody else or, yeah. you know, this new thing or that new thing. And, um, and, you know, you have to think about, oh, wait a minute, how am I responding to those situations? Yeah. Well, and I think one of the biggest lessons learned is that idea, like I have no control over everything else out there as much as it might frustrate me or I might become disgruntled because of something. The only thing I can control is me and how I'm showing up every day. And so you've got to be in tune with who you are to be able to recognize now where are some of those spaces that I need to be working on to be the best person I can be to show up for the people I'm leading. Yeah. Self-awareness to me is probably the hardest leadership skill I think that there probably is. Um, I think we've said that before on this podcast. Um, But, you know, it is it's taking a hard, honest look at yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's uncomfortable for people. Well, you know, and what I find uh, funny in chatting with people that are maybe not necessarily thinking about leadership, but to me, you're either leading by choice or by default, Mm. wherever you are in an organization. And it's, it's the fact that they, they don't feel it's them. Mm. Right. And I always, I, you know, I just get this little smile inside and I'm like, Oh, you just wait, like, (laughs) you know, and they just continue to butt up against that, you know, wall when, it was like, it is you, you know, it is you. And, and that's, you know, because there's a lot of reasons why it it is you. And I think one of the first ones is really getting in touch with how are you thinking about the situation in the first place? And that goes back to this art of self-awareness. And so I always think there's, there's um, certain components, I guess, to this idea of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And that very first one is raising your level of awareness to yeah. your point, Ray, on what are you thinking about? How are you thinking about things? How are you emotionally responding to things at that level of consciousness, spending time becoming aware of what that looks like? Yeah, you know, the, the human brain is a fascinating thing. And um, oftentimes it goes on autopilot, right? And, and, and it's meant to do that kind of thing. Um, uh, but bringing that sense of consciousness, you know, and that a sense of awareness is going to be that very first step. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Any, um, I guess, as we, th- we think through that, were there any big aha moments as you were going through your levels of kind of your conscious thinking? That's like, I've got to, I know I've got to work on that because I see it playing out. I, th- I threw you a curveball there asking. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> <laughs> you know, but <laughs> of course, I go back to the bank because that yeah. was the most different levels mm-hmm. of, of leadership or at least experienced um, formal leadership. And, you know, that recognition that you can't just do and act any way you want um, without thought. Um, You know, and I think about like one of the biggest mistakes I made was um, giving somebody feedback in a way that I thought they needed to hear it. Ah, you know, as opposed to how they wanted to receive it. Well, as opposed to um, building a team. Mm, okay. You know, my thing was like, let's just ground zero this and start fresh. And it really then never got off the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It, so it, versatility. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't finish that thought. But yeah. 
it, and it, the fact that you were able to kind of process that, to spend some time reflecting in that, that space, which is what I think we're all called to do as, as leaders is to really, again, elevate that level of consciousness and not just think about it, but then it's like, what are you gonna do about it now? Right. right. Like, how are you going to put these into, into actions? Well, for me, it was a lot about, um, how, like, I think you even mentioned this earlier, how do I want to show up every day? Mm-hmm. Uh, because how I show up as the leader is really going to dictate how everybody else might show up that day as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember, you know, in, in, in Columbia, when you're running restaurants and most of your staff are these poor, starving college students, um, you know, that spend way too much time at night out, you know, and then you're expecting to come to work early the next morning. Um, and, you know, you have to you, you can't just get into that. You know, you have to you have to come up and show up a little bit differently. Yeah. yeah. Set that example, if you will. I want to tune in here. I'm looking at some comments that are coming in first. Thank you to all of our viewers that I'm seeing here. We got Wanda watching, Julaine on, Julaine commenting. Yeah. Hey, Julaine. She said, thank you for doing this. Exciting. It's hard to be objective about yourself and to see yourself as others may see you. Mm hmm. Um, and so certainly a great point. And that's one thing I, I talk about often where I, <laughs> I don't rely on myself probably as much as, as I should when I'm thinking about considering how am I showing up? Because I think I have to ask other people for that information. I'm going to see myself one way, but they're going to be real with me, or at least some of them, and tell me how I'm really showing up. So that whole question of going home and asking my husband, how am I doing being your wife? You yeah, know, asking for, that fe- question. <laughs> asking for that feedback that can yeah. be a very difficult thing for a lot of folks, you know, so um, but it's also something that you, I think, is really required, you know, in order to really understand yourself a little bit better, because you're right. How we see ourselves is going to be a lot different than how other people see us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I think the tricky part in there and in, you know, raising that level of self-awareness. So somebody might be giving you that feedback, but then are you willing to accept it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only accept it as in this is their reality, but then what am I going to do with the information? I think that's the difference in reflection is, you know, cause you can take it and then say, okay, but I'm still going to do me. Mm-hmm. you know, bar anything else, or you can think about how would I be more effective in this situation, either with this person or, or in this environment, um, you know, back to that versatility, but accepting the feedback right. doesn't mean you like it. Right. Doesn't right. mean you like it. And it, yeah. and I will say it doesn't mean that you have to accept it, but you also have to consider it, right? You have to really think through it. And um, one thing I will say is that um, it, it's a gift, right? That people are giving you, right? If, if, if you would look at it from that kind of a perspective, I think that really helps with that idea of accepting that because regardless whether you like it or not, this is somebody else's perception, right? Um, of you as a leader. Right. Right. And that goes into kind of that next little component then that, that I, I see when I think of this space of self-awareness, but your, your own kind of self-knowledge, like what is it that you know about you? Um, do you know yourself well enough to know what your values are, to know what you're going to stand on, how you're going to walk in, you know, integrity with those things that you're planting your stake into what motivates you? Um, I mean, do you have a level of, of awareness or knowledge about yourself that we often don't spend time in, especially when you start moving into some of those leadership positions? Because frankly, you, you don't have the time, right? You don't have the time. So many things could go into this particular category. Category. And I think you mentioned a lot of them, the idea of 
your values, your motivation, those kinds of things. But, you know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Yeah. What is your um, expertise? You know, your knowledge? Uh, what do you know? What don't you know? Um, do you have a, uh, a plan of learning more? Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea of trying to create a, uh, a, a learning journey almost, you know, a lifelong learning approach um, is going to be really important for this idea of self-knowledge. And, you know, we spend a lot of time in our formative years trying to fit in mm. and being somebody, somebody else needs us to be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind mm-hmm. of trying on those different roles. And so there can be that, that role confusion or that even that values confusion, um, or, you know, and I find that's where the, the biggest conflict comes in all of this idea of self-awareness and, and self-acceptance is who I want to be versus who somebody else needs me to be. And leadership wrestles with that a lot because you, you have a public persona, Mm -hmm. right? And you have a level of professionalism that transcends, you know, the, the chaos that might be happening inside. Right. And so, um, that, that conflict that happens internally. Have you all had those moments of conflict before between like, you know, competing values, for example, or uh, things like that that's ever happened? Oh, yeah. I think that's a lot of times what leads you into the wrong job or into the wrong relationship. Um, You know, thinking, oh, I, you know, I can make this work or I'm allowing uh, money or, you know, to drive that decision. Or, you know, there's all those external things as opposed to what what would really work with who I am. Mm -hmm. I often sometimes think we make that too hard. What way? Um, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm, you know, pursuit of my purpose. And I'm like, just stop, you know, I mean, because it's like, it's the pursuit of the purpose if it matches with what you already have in your head, Mm. you know, meaning, um, you know, I remember that first discovery of maybe some of my values um, through assessments and feedback and all of this stuff. And, you know, one of them came back is hospitality. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And I really, you know, like rebelled against that. It was hospitality, faith and intercession. And I was just like, what? That I am a VP at a bank like that is not, you know, Miss Welcome Wagon with an apron on was kind of my vision. And so I think I butted up against that mm-hmm. until I recognize how do I demonstrate hospitality in the work I do towards leadership? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, so the, the vision was in conflict with the value. Mm-hmm. And so I was in pursuit of something that wasn't that instead of embracing I am. That's my woo for crying out loud that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember, um, situations where I had very conflictual type of values because I thought what I was doing was doing what I was taught to do, right? Work really hard, work up the corporate ladder, take care of your family, take Mm -hmm. care of your friends, that kind of stuff. Um, 
And I pursued that. And boy, did I pursue it hard. Um, but I did it in a way where I was traveling three weeks out of every month. Um, and so it kind of was like, I, I got sick of that, right? Because I was ignoring all these important relationships in my life. Um, so it was at that moment where I realized that, you know, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, this, these yeah. particular values, yet um, they were very in, con in conflict with, you know, what I should have been doing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that is a big realization mm -hmm. sometimes when, when you go through those kinds of things. Yep. Well, what I, I want to touch back on what, what Ray was talking to about that pursuit of, or the pursuit of purpose, right? And, and I think that my generation is very much into that whole concept of pursuit of purpose um, a lot to where you're so caught up in the pursuit of it yes. that you never actually plant yourself and start taking action in that purpose because it's so busy trying to figure out what is it? What's it going to be for me? Like as if I'm going to wake up tomorrow and light bulb here it is, right. you know, that, that <laughs> doesn't happen that way. It's maybe in some cases, even trial and error, you know, and, and I can think of professions that I've had in the past where I was like, how did I even end up there? Um, but <laughs> it was it was because I wanted I got to learn what I didn't like and what I did like and just keep moving forward. And so the pursuit part might sound great because you think you're going to be on the right path to finding the perfect thing. But that perfect thing may very well not exist until you just start planting your feet in the ground and saying, let's walk. Mm. One of the, the last pieces I want to touch on before we get to those questions. Um, well, there's a couple, I guess. Another big area I see in this is self-acceptance. Mm. And in some cases, and we were talking about this before the show started, but that almost, not almost, it is probably the most difficult piece of all of this. So talk to me a little bit about your journey to discovering self-acceptance as who you are as a leader. Well, I mean, I do think that that's uh, a pretty difficult thing uh, to do. It, you know, this is about offering yourself some grace mm -hmm. once in a while. It's about um, being comfortable with that you are a human being and that you make mistakes and that you um, uh, don't always have the, all the right yeah. answers all the time and being able to kind of come to acceptance with this. Um, I think it's about giving yourself some compassion. I think it's about giving yourself um, some room uh, to maybe learn from some of those mistakes once in a while. But but to me, it's really about becoming that authentic leader, mm. um, that authentic person. Um, you know, don't try to be anybody else but yourself. Um, and and, uh, and that's hard, I think, to do, yeah. come to that acceptance once in a while. What about you? Yeah, you know, I kind of separate um, a little bit more than that because I, I feel that there's still a professional um obligation in leadership. However, at the core of that, you know, what my journey was really getting stuck in a job that I absolutely hated mm. and um, just quitting. I just quit without another job. Like, ah, I mean, that too. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to really figure because this is the last time that's going to happen. You know, that was that was how miserable it was. And so I did. I just took I took four months off. And not that I wasn't looking during those four months. <laughs> mind you, I was. Um, it just took four months. But I every day I invested in what this means for me, because the next job interview I'm go on will be me interviewing them. Mm. And it was MTI. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, we came out on that. You know, I did. I did every free assessment you could possibly do. (laughs) You know, I reached back out. You talked about feedback. You know, I'd reached I reached back out to all of those people who were willing to, you know, tell me, you know, what was going on. But not just what was wrong with me, but mostly what was right, Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes that's the hardest thing. You know, it might be easy to go, yeah, you know, I'm loud mouthed, you know, and, and you can accept maybe something like that about yourself. But then but what do I bring? Because that's the environment I want to look toward, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about my next um, job, mm-hmm. not, you know, not not what I want to avoid, like those what I call fear based values. You know, I want to avoid uh, an untrusting relationship. So trust is my value. I'm like, mm, I. Yeah, it's a matter of, of how you um, how does that show up for you? Right. I think is is kind of what you're you're trying to get to here. You know, it, it, trust is important. But what does that look like? Well, you know, how does that look like for you? How does that look like for the, the team that you're leading? You know, um, what are those behaviors that need to look like? So, well, again, I, I just use trust. I'm not saying I'm just saying with if we avoid getting into deep relationships because we don't want to be hurt. To me, then trust is a fear based value. Mm-hmm. I fear heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I don't develop relationships versus, you know, moving away into something else mm-hmm. is that's that's all I'm saying when I think of, you know, why do you value that? Is it because you're trying to avoid something? You know, and then then that's out of fear, because I think that can that can prevent you that can bring obstacles up, you know, um, like I I value harmony. I grew up in a chaotic household, you know, and so I want to avoid chaos. So I value harmony. So, again, if I want to avoid chaos, then I don't come with um, my own opinion, maybe or I don't stand. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know understanding, but recognizing, is it because you're trying to avoid something? Right. Right. You know, you're running from something because then I think you, you're putting, you're putting more obstacles, especially from a leadership perspective. Yeah. But without that self-acceptance, you can't make a change. Right. So it's, it's about knowing, you know, is it fear-based or is it more, um, those other type of values. Right. So, um, but you have to be able to accept that so that you can move forward. Right. Do something different. Show up differently. Yeah. To accept yourself in its entirety. Right. In its entirety. So how you are, who you are, that authentic you. But you've got to know that first. You've got to spend that time understanding what your values are and being able to differentiate between those fear based and between the ones that will actually be productive and move you towards the kind of leader you want to be. Two other elements. Um, I kind of because this process isn't like one and done, right? This has to be a continual process in this. We have to keep coming back to these ideas of self-awareness, the consciousness, the knowledge um, going through and recognizing our continuing our self-acceptance. But you also got to be kind of intentional when it comes to emotional intelligence. Um, And I'm just going to do a quick we've done a whole show on this before. So if you want to see that or hear that, go back to um, that show on emotional intelligence and we'll do more in the future. Um, But emotional intelligence is huge right now in leadership. Um, 90 percent of what defines a top performer is emotional intelligence. And so making sure that you're becoming in tune with, again, 
how do you see, do you see emotions? Can you recognize them? Can you regulate them? And how do you use that emotional information in a meaningful way with the people you're leading? Uh, and so a lot more information on that to come because I think we'll touch on it in future episodes also. But keep going back to this, the idea that we're never done in this process. So that constant self-reflection of how am I doing? Where's it going? Um, do I need to change course yet again? Well, then, you know, that to me begs the question, then if we if we're never done, then when does that acceptance settle in? You know, so the idea, you know, just hearing that for me, when I think about never done kind of gives me that impression that it's, it, I'm still in the chase when I think there can be that point of, um, there's always opportunities, but I feel very secure in who I am and what I represent and what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. And back to that uh, episodic, you know, uh, like we'll meet again when you're ready, you know, that intentionality. But I think part of that acceptance is saying, ah, I am good enough. Mm-hmm. I am good enough to be at this table. Um, and, and, Feeling that confidence doesn't mean you're perfect, but it just means you do accept yourself where you are. Mm-hmm. Like just in, you know, as yeah. I was thinking, that was just an out loud, you know. Yeah, I can see the bubble. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it is. It is. I know it's ever going. Well, let's do this. I want to transition to. Um, oh, we got a couple more comments. Let's go to the. I'll go to those real quick. Julaine again. Oh, we love you, Julaine. Listening to your inner self is important. I quit my job too, like Ray, uh, without having another one, and it led to my dream job. Yep. So spending that time. Yeah. So let's move to some of the other questions we've received then on Menti. Um, right behind us, y'all. Right behind us on your screen, my friends. You should see those popping up here. But the first one is: What is your process for self awareness? A process for self-awareness. I think Dewey mentioned it. I think, you know, one of the things is this idea of disclosure and feedback. Mm -hmm. So being willing to say, you know, this this is up for analysis, um, you know, and then getting feedback on that, um, you know, and kind of moving into that space of open self, you know. Yeah, I do other things, too. So things like I keep a journal. Mm -hmm. um, And so journaling has been very helpful to me. Um, I also am one of those folks that love to, you know, you've heard me say this, but go to a beach, go to a mountaintop and just kind of think through things, especially when it's, um, you know, those big events that maybe not go as well as what you think they are, you know? And so taking that moment to, uh, for yourself to kind of debrief, um, I I think can be helpful. Um, but I do think it's probably different for every person, but I do encourage the idea of, um, feedback and, um, you know, can you continual communication with, you know, the people you're trying to lead and, and that kind of thing. And every hat that you wear too. I yeah. think I think that that's so important, and that's how honestly I've gained some of the best self awareness. Is not just thinking in my work hat, but thinking in my you know wife hat, mother hat, sister hat. You know all of the hats. Um, well, you're a whole wear. person, exactly. Right? And exactly. Um, those different parts of yourself will influence other parts of yourself. Right. So it is kind of important to kind of think about that from a I, I believe from a holistic point of view. And how you do one thing is how you do all things. Yeah. I mean, if you're really talking about authenticity. All right. Question number two. How often do you engage in self-awareness? Too much? (laughs) For me, 
it's not an event. I, I just think, uh, you know, that the raised consciousness, you know, I, you know, when are you conscious? When are you unconscious? You know, for me, doesn't that question, cause it's not an event. Um, so I think once you've locked into that system for you, mm-hmm. then it's always, it's like a window. It's always running in the background. It is. It absolutely is. And it should be. I mean, that's also the idea of like having a growth mindset in this life. And I don't think that we're ever done learning. And whether that means externally learning about everything, you know, going on around us, or if that means internally learning about the person we are and how we want to show up day to day. Um, I, I think that that's a continual lifelong process. Sure it is. All right. Question number three. Uh, Let's see. How can I best convince my manager that my leadership development is a good investment? Well, send them send them information from MTI. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, well, for me, I think it's about, um, you know, the results that you're getting. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, if you are one of those high performers and um, and you you get there because you're able to lead not only, you know, yourself, but maybe other people. um, I think that's a great return on your investment. So um, I'm all for it. Yeah. I like that. I like being able to essentially you got to do the work, too. I, I I like that. Being able to say, hey, I've done the work. Here's where I'm at. And then submitting. There's even things you can do out there. Honestly, if you Google it, there's like things to ask for training. Uh, we've even talked about creating some of those, like how to, you know, ask or solicit your, your supervisor for some training stuff. If you have questions on what those letters might look like, email us. And, um, you know, and, and I will also say this. It doesn't necessarily cost a lot of money sometimes either. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's about a book that you can read. Read. Sure. Sometimes it's about having coffee with a with a friend that you trust, right? Yeah. Um, and you can learn a lot from yourself there too as a leader. Um, observing other leaders is a great way to kind of develop those leadership skills too. So yeah, that's it. That's actually a really great point because I think we do, and especially like my number one Clifton strength is learner. So I'm always thinking it has to be a train training that I attend to learn it. But you're right. If if you aren't, if you're in a space where maybe you're not getting those opportunities through the workplace, then do your due diligence to maybe branch out and to find other ways in which you can. And I think of things even like Women's Network, for example, has a mentorship program. There's several of those out there. Um, and you don't books. have to, it doesn't have to be a mentor program. It right? doesn't. You can, you can go to somebody who you really could see them as a great mentor yes. for you and, yes. and ha- develop that com- that uh, yes. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Find somebody that you like that's doing things that you could see yourself doing as a leader and even watch them from afar. Like, it, I mean, don't stalk them or anything, but... <laughs> I mean, watch them from afar. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, there's there's some response, some self-responsibility, I think, in that leadership sure. journey, too. Sure. So. All right. That was three questions. You guys, that was exciting. Yeah. All right. We got three um, uh, live questions there during this session. And we're going to come to you all live again next month. Um, the date, I wish I had it on my calendar right now, and I don't. So I will post that in the comments after we end our live stream. And if you are watching live. Thank you so much for being on with us. This is our third one now. We're in a beautiful studio. I want to say a huge shout out and thank you again to Rob and to Michael who have been manning the cameras for us. Um, Just make everything look so beautiful. And so uh, next week we will be back again talking about, uh, we go from your blueprint now to framing, right? Because you're framing a house. So uh, framing and we'll be talking about what is that vision look like, right? Building or 
building your firm foundations next week, y'all. <laughs> building your firm foundation, right? Because that's your vision. That's going to be what are you looking to do as a leader? And so um, join us again. Again, five-part series. You have any questions? Uh, final thoughts over here? Um, just spend some time with yourself. Okay. All right. We'll spend time with, we're going to end on that note then. Uh, and come back, join us again next week uh, on Wednesday. We will release that episode. If you have any questions until then, MTI at Missouri.edu. And Ray, go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Peace.